Blow and the Doctor. Hey Who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And this is episode 22. Woohoo! I guess this is our our Christmas special. It is, mate. Are you feeling festive? I am very festive. Are you? Yeah. Are you wearing a Christmas jumper? I am. Are you really? Yeah. I, I demand to see a picture on the Big Blue Box podcast. Facebook page because yeah. I, I want to see it. I'll stick one on later. It's not a Who one, but it, it is a it, it is a Christmas themed jumper for sure. Oh, so good, good on you. Yeah. What about you? You feeling festive, mate? I, I am feeling kind of festive. Um, I was hoping that I'd be wearing my Christmas jumper, but sadly, um, it hasn't even been dispatched. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so look, so I'm worried. I'm not even going to get it for Christmas Day. I'm guessing that you've ordered this from a retailer with the letters FP in the title. Yes, you'd be right. Yeah, because their delivery is super fast. <laughs> well, I ordered it like two weeks ago, if not more, probably more actually, and it was in stock when I ordered it. I thought, yeah, that's good, it's in stock, plenty of time. And uh, I did say on the last podcast I'd be wearing it, so uh, sorry to let the listeners down, but it's still in a warehouse uh, <laughs> somewhere. Not to worry. Never mind. Not to worry. Um, so what have you been up to this week? Anything? Anything good? Um, well, uh, just doing the old Christmas shopping. Um, I am one of these people that goes out and seems to come back with lots of stuff for himself. <laughs> you know, go out with a list of, of people I need to buy for, but don't get any of it. Um, but yeah, I've done all right. I'm, I'm polishing off the old Christmas list. Um, apart from that, not a lot. How about you? Yeah, I've had a bit of a quiet one, really. Not too much going on. I've just, um, I've been really into series two. Um, cause we, you and I have had to watch a, uh, a certain episode for this this week's um, mm. retro review, yeah, and uh, it just really it really drew me in, and I just started watching it through again. I know but, exactly yeah. what you mean because when we got when I got to the end of this episode that we're going to review, um, I was exactly the same. I actually wanted to to kickstart watching the rest of it. I wanted to go straight on to the next episode. Um, for time reasons, I didn't because I haven't had a lot of spare time lately. But yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think I might do the same. I, I really want to watch uh, the rest of Series 2 again. Yeah, because I hadn't watched it in a while, this one. I think it's been maybe two, two and a half years since I watched this particular episode. And um, yeah, it, it just drew me in, the old Russell T. Davis stuff, and uh, loved it. So I've yeah. watched probably two-thirds of Series 2. I was trying to think when yep. I last when I last watched it. Actually, it's probably the same as you. It's a long time ago. Uh, mm. Certainly, great to go back and revisit. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, shall we do the news, buddy? Let's land it. Let's land it. Let's do it. So it's a bit bit sh- uh, shy on, on news this week. Not much going on in the world of Who. No. What, what have we got then? Yeah, so the first up, we've... Um, this, this first one's probably the, 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 the best bit of news we've had in a while. It's very short. But um, for Series 9, we've now got the um, uh, uh, the first title revealed. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So um, you, you're, you're totally... You wanted to stay uh, spoiler-free on this one, didn't you? 
Well, I did because when you just before we started, you said you know that you'd you'd got this bit of news, and I I somehow have managed to miss this, so I don't even know what the title is. Do do we know who's written the episode? Um, do we know? That's a good point. Do we know? Do we know? Um, is it a Moffat? Uh, we don't know at this point in time. Stephen oh, right, okay. Moffat. Yeah, he's revealed the title. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, it was a press screening for last Christmas held at the um, the BFI uh, cinema in London. I love the fact that Moffat. We said this the other week. I love the fact that Moffat's just on a tangent. He's just like <laughs> just revealing everything, isn't he? He's he just is, like, oh yeah. well, if you're not going to do it, I'll just tell everyone. Yeah, good <laughs> yeah, old Moff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was at the BFI last night. Um, they had this press screening of uh, last Christmas, and because he's. Um, revealed the title the bbc had to get on it pretty quick and do an official announcement um so we don't know who's wrote who's wrote it yet but um it starts filming early january so i'm assuming it's one of the first ones oh right. uh, you ready dude okay yeah what's it called the magician's apprentice Ooh. Mm. that sounds like a moffat title it's, the magician's <laughs> apprentice yes i i i've this has gone around my head quite a bit today, and I, I don't know what to make of it. It's um, I've does got that big... imply new companion to you? Possibly, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've also just... got um, this kind of Harry Potter J.K. Rowling vibe. Around. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Um, yeah, I'm also thinking back to when um, Capaldi said in Time Heist, didn't he say something about I was going for magician, but I got uh, something else? Yeah, he was going for. Yeah, he said something, didn't he? When he was mm. when the 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 creature was uh, uh, kind of going to town on his mind, and I think he didn't. He say something like, "I was going for minimal and ended up with magician." Oh, that's right. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, probably got no relevance, but it's, it's quite a nice little uh, sort of tie-in if it is. Yeah, yeah. Interesting title. Interesting yeah. indeed. So, um, yeah. So they're filming that in early January. So. When's that gonna come on our screens? Is it gonna is it gonna be August again? September? Well, I was thinking that when you said it because I think they started filming much later in the year for this series that's just gotten series eight. Mm-hmm. So that maybe suggests that perhaps it's gonna air a bit earlier in the year. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It used to be around Easter time, didn't it? It always Easter seemed to be when the new series of Doctor Who started. So Yeah, yeah, true. Perhaps, you know, perhaps they're gonna try try that again. I don't know. Yeah, well well, does it really matter if you uh if you paid attention to a few of the, um, the the rating stories that the tabloids put out recently, no one's going to watch it anyway. <laughs> Straight apart from me and you, <laughs> and a handful of others. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, The Magician's Apprentice, Series 9. Cool. Sounds cool. Uh, next bit of news, the um, those guys over in Cardiff, the Doctor Who experience, uh, they're, they're pushing that pretty heavily now. They're advertising on TV and, oh, uh, and in cinemas too. Wow, I, mm. I hadn't seen this. So, what they're doing adverts for the actual uh, the exhibition, are they? Yes. Oh, okay. Pushing yeah. some money out on it then. Yeah, because I I'm not sure that word has has got around um, around the uh, the planet just yet that um, the the whole first part of the experience is now Capaldi instead of Matt Smith. They've replaced all mm. of his stuff, um, and they've added a load more um, loads more props, a couple more sets as well. Um, so there's just a ton more more stuff going on and i'm not sure that it was marketed that well when it launched or on the on the lead up to it so um i must admit i've seen quite a few 
quite a few pictures on Facebook of some of my friends that have gone to it. Um, and it really does look good, actually. I'd, I'd love. In fact, I really am going to try and get down to next year because it really, it does look cool. Yeah. Um, and you're going to go next year, aren't you? Well, we're in Cardiff for New Year next week. Oh, right. Oh, sort of week after next. Yeah. So I might try and I might try and get some tickets because I know it's open on New Year's Day. So I might try and go. Hmm. Can you imagine all this poor old staff <laughs> hung, all hung over with exterminate blasting in their ears? They'd just be, oh, I'd be murder for them, wouldn't it? Oh, crazy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you done the location tour? I can't remember. Not the location tour, oh, no. Oh, right, no. I thought you had for some reason, because I'd love to do that. That would be cool. We should, um, I think maybe next year might be the, um, the, the Big Blue Podcast Experience Day. Yeah, that would be great. We should do that. Definitely, mate. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah. And speaking of next year, we've got some, um, I'm not going to reveal anything just yet, but uh, we've got some convention-y stuff lined up for you, mm. guys, for you guys next year. So um should hopefully be able to tell you more in the new year, early on. Yeah. Got some exciting stuff on the way, haven't we? It's a in- lot of stuff bubbling under the surface. Indeedy. Yeah. Yeah. Indeedy. Um, yeah. So that's, that is all the news we have for you this week. Yeah, well, we're nearly we're nearly into the new year, so I expect there'll be loads of stuff coming up. But yeah, yeah. So I think everybody's pretty much winding down for the year now. So there's probably not a great deal going on. But uh, yeah, short and sweet. Next thing will be last Christmas. That'll be the next big thing. Uh, yes, it will be. Yeah, yeah. Everything will go nuts. I'm not going to see it. I don't think I'm going to see it until Boxing Day. So it's a week today, isn't it? So it's a week today, Christmas Day. So um, what time are we now? Not quite there yet, but we'll be. This time next week, it'll be on. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you also, you, yeah, I mean, you, you won't be able to see it actually on transmission. So you're going to have to try and avoid all the spoilers and stuff. Oh, that's going to be, oh, God. Mm, keep off the old net. We'll have to stay off the interwebs. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Although I'm not, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not too fussed about spoilers, actually. I know some people get really, you know, no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> I have to be honest, I'm, I'm not that bothered. I actually quite like, I don't want it ruined for me, but I, I quite like, even though I won't get to sort of hear it, I'll get to probably see it, but even though I won't get to sort of watch it properly till later, I will go on and just try and get a feel for the general reaction because I just love hearing, you know, as soon as an episode's finished, I just love to see what people have made of it. So uh, even though I'll probably not get to watch it properly on transmission i will dip in and just see what the reaction to it is you know which some people might not do but i I just yeah i'm not too bothered about spoilers yeah i mean for things like that i'm 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 not too fast to be honest i um if i if i miss an episode like for series eight that we've that's been and gone this year um i think there was maybe two maybe two episodes that i didn't watch um when it was broadcast on on Mm. saturday evening because i just wasn't around um, and I didn't stay off Twitter. I didn't really mind looking at people's reactions for things like that. That was that was okay. Um, the o- the only thing that I kind of steer clear of is: Do you remember when all the um, well, not all of them, but a, a big chunk of scripts was uh, they were leaked before the series eight launched? That's right. Yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, yeah. Those I did steer clear of because I, I didn't I, I didn't want to I didn't want to know what was coming up for that series because it was a new doctor, you know, a new story arc and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to go into it fresh as, um, you know, as, uh, and not know what was coming up really. Yeah, I was the same. And, uh, I was quite surprised actually how easy they were to find. I mean, they, they seemed to just 
be everywhere on the web you know they were so easy to get hold of um but i was the same i didn't i had no sort of incl inclination to sort of look at them or or anything like that i wanted to go into the new series fresh as well yeah and i, I had a couple of people actually that said um would you like to have them so you could talk about them on, on your podcast oh uh, right yeah and i was like hmm, thanks thanks but but no thanks so i'll um I, don't get me wrong i was tempted oh <laughs> I, I came close to um I came close to saying, "Yeah, let's let's have a look," but um, I was I was in fan mode at that point. Do you know what I mean? I was a, I, mm. I wanted to enjoy that series eight and the new Doctor as a as a pure fan and, and report on it afterwards rather than rather than know what was coming up and and be spoilt for my own selfish reasons. Yeah, I, I must admit, I I did get tempted when there was a lot of buzz on Twitter about episode what was it four or five. Everyone was saying, "God, you know, this is going to really divide fandom." And at that point, I because it was they were leaked quite a bit before the you know the air date. And I must admit, at that point, I was tempted. I really wanted to know what everyone was on about. I was like, "What is this big thing that's going to divide fandom?" But I did manage to resist. But that was the only time when I was getting close to thinking. I really want to know what everyone's talking about because you started to feel a bit like I was amazed how many people had read the scripts and were talking about them. And, you know, I started to feel a little bit out of the loop then. Um, and I still don't. I'm still surprised it caused such a fuss because I think it was the big fallout between the Doctor and Clara. I think that was the what people were talking about. So it wasn't even it was a big thing, but it wasn't anything major. I thought it was going to be a real revelation by the buzz yeah um, yeah but uh, i think it was just that i think it was the fact that they had this big fallout and the doctor was you know considered to be quite mean or whatever and you know yeah I but it wasn't the big it wasn't the big reveal i thought you know i kept waiting for this episode that had been talked about and it, it wasn't as big as i thought it was going to be right yeah Regia. i think there was um the, the only the only buzz that i that i remember around that time with these script leaks was um was it listen the episode listened because mm. people did say that there was a big there was a big moment within that episode where I think it was the bit where um towards the end where we go back to the barn that the yeah. war doctor was in in um the day of the doctor yeah you know, know there was that and then it turned out that Clara the, the little boy that Clara was um uh trying to you know, was wasn't it the doctor as a boy yeah it was i mean it was left open to interpretation i did wonder if we were going to go back to that actually at some yeah. point um but obviously we we didn't or haven't so far uh but yeah it was i think that was that was the strong inclination that it was the doctor and clara had kick-started the whole thing of being scared of something under the bed and that's that. right yeah. yeah 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 so the doctor was living in a barn not they weren't doing that great on old gallifrey at the time Maybe <laughs> redundancies no. maybe yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps yeah. Bruiser had, um, you know, cut the, cut the, uh, <laughs> I don't know, the, the family allowance that that year or something. But yeah, I, I must admit, I remember someone saying as well because a lot of people had watched, the, you know, the episodes then leaked after the scripts, didn't they? That's right. And a lot of people yeah. had watched them in this fuzzy black and white, and they were slightly different to how they aired. I remember there was a, a slightly different ending to the Dalek one that, that leaked online. Um, and there was a bit from that episode, listen, where you saw the kid, you actually saw his face, which was cut. Okay. So I always remember thinking, oh, that poor kid, I bet he was, you know, a little bit gutted so that, you know, that, that was actually cut because you only saw the back of his head. 
Um, and that's one of the things I'm slightly disappointed with the Series 8 box set. Actually. There's no deleted scenes on there. And we know that they exist because they've all sort of been online already. Um, and like, you know, like the beheading scene in Robin of Sherwood that was cut out wasn't sort of put back in. And, you know, there's, like I say, the ending to the Dalek episode. There's a, a sort of alternative ending. Um, and I, I would have liked to have seen them included on the box set because they've all sort of been circulating online in this very bad black and white sort of um fuzzy uh image but it right. would have been nice to have seen them properly if you know what i mean yeah of course yeah, yeah. So, so maybe they'll do a super duper box set with all those included it wouldn't surprise me maybe special edition yeah. a special special edition because yeah. they've just done that with sherlock really surprised me this the series three of sherlock only came out a few months back and the bbc have already done uh, a, a special edition of the special edition i'm like well what <laughs> you know so yeah they are a bit cheeky like that wouldn't surprise me yeah, well, they, they run out of cash fairly quick, don't they? <laughs> don't they just? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what were we talking about? Right, the Doctor Who experience. <laughs> mm, we, yes. We went on to Sorry, tangent yeah, there. We, we did. Yeah, so uh, you'll probably see that on TV at some point or in the cinema if you're at the flicks in the next week or two. Mm, I should be looking out for that. Yeah, and um, if I do manage to get over there um, on New Year's Day, uh, I'll be sure to put a load of pics up on the Facebook page. Yeah, cool. That'd be good. Yeah, and we'll do a we'll do a big blue box meetup as well. That experience, yeah, yeah. definitely. Go and, go and do some locations. That'd be great. Yeah, and we'll invite we'll invite all you guys along. We'll do a big we'll do we'll do a massive a massive uh, podcast listener meetup. That would be great. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Get in touch if you want to join on that. Yeah. You can imagine us all on a coach, you know, all singing like the Jolly Boys out <laughs> the, the big blue box outing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah, that's going to wrap for news. There isn't much. So because uh, we're really thin on the ground for news this week, um, before we get into our retro review, um, I thought it'd be cool for you and I to um, to do a Doctor Who top three. highlights of the of this year yeah yeah so i thought it'd be cool to pick three things that you've you're just your fave thing about who this year and it doesn't matter what mm. it is it could be um an episode that you've enjoyed a particular collectible or a character or a book whatever you like anything who related that that you're that's your favorite thing yeah cool i mean it's uh, there's loads isn't there it's hard to narrow down to three actually but there's yeah there's been some great stuff i mean you know, there's been loads and loads of merchandise and books out this year. Um, I, I know you. I know you've bought quite a bit as well, haven't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the ones I loved actually, and funny enough, I hadn't written this on my list, but you've just reminded me of it. Talking about books was the Engines of War, um, which is all about the actual time war. Okay. Uh, that, that's that's a really good book. Have you got that? I haven't. Is that the um, the War Doctor one or the Capaldi? Yes. No, it's the War Doctor one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's worth picking up because actually that was that was a really good read. Okay. Um, so I'm going to throw that one in there. I hadn't hadn't written it down. I'd actually forgotten about it till just now. But that's a good that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. So is that your number three or is that just an additional? Oh, um, that's a that's a three point five. <laughs> three point five. <laughs> that's a, that's a number. That's that's just an addition. Sorry, I've just thrown that one in. Yeah. What's your, what's your number three? So my number three, I'm going to start off with is the it's a uh, it's a collectible, I guess. Um, it's the fiftieth anniversary um, pin badge set. Brilliant. Uh, which I know you also have. Well, I, after I saw your picture of it, 
Yeah. Um, I immediately wanted it, and it took me a while to get it. Um, but I've got to agree with you. It's a it's a great set. It's a it's something simple. I, d- I don't know something about it. it just you know, if you say pin badge set, uh, perhaps doesn't sound that exciting, but it really is a great little set, isn't it? I it's think the awesome. box it's in, yeah. You know, yeah, I agree with you. It's a brilliant little set. That yeah. So I got, I got this for my um for my birthday this year, and uh, I was really surprised because I. I, it wasn't something that I'd looked at a lot because I'd been aware of it. it I think it had been out for, for a while before uh, before my birthday and I, I hadn't really paid much attention to it. It's not something that I would have purposely gone out of my way to go and to go and pick up. Mm. Um, but when I did open it, I was like, wow. And as you say, the box is really, really nice and um, the badges themselves, they've just got this real kind of cool um, uh, look about them. You know, they, they, they don't have the doctor's faces on them or anything like that. It's just their... It's just their standout features of each of their costumes, really, and um, they look very cool. The only the only thing I need to get to complete it, which I know you've got, is the Capaldi badge. Yeah, I'm glad they did that. They got that out pretty quick as well, didn't they? Yeah, looks cool. Yeah, it's a great set. They're they're very sort of um, what's the word? They're they're quite simple. They sort of represent each Doctor by the costume, don't they? Each badge, and yeah. they're very sort of uh, modern design, but very simple. Yeah, it's yes. very cool. Yeah. So so what's that's your, your num- that's, that's my your number three. three, is it? Yeah. What's okay. your what is this your three properly or is this your Yeah, let's go go three properly. <laughs> I'll tell you if you can see I'm looking at this list in front of me and I've I've sort of, I've got loads on there actually. It's <laughs> difficult to pick. I'll tell you one of the ones I'm gonna throw in, uh, at number three. And I think this is just because I've always wanted one. And it's such a simple thing. I don't know what has taken them so long to get an official one out. And I know loads of fans have made their own for years, but the BBC finally got a Seventh Doctor question mark umbrella out on the market only probably five, six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And it's a simple thing. I absolutely love it. I've always wanted one. Um, and it's really good. It's it's a really sturdy umbrella. I won't be taking it outside because if it it's bound to blow inside out as soon as I go outside, <laughs> especially at the minute. It's really windy today, um, so I wouldn't actually take it out. But it's it's something I've just always wanted, and it's good to have a proper official BBC one. So the question mark umbrella is a is a highlight of this year. And I'm going to put that at number three, and that, it wasn't even that expensive either. That's your three. Yeah, that's that is my official number three. Cool, cool. Um, Okie dokie, my number two. Now, I apologise up front for this one because I'm going to be a bit vague with this one um, Mm. because it's not something that um, I know too much about. (laughs) And this sounds weird, but Mm. uh, all will be revealed. Um, I was looking at um, uh, some some, uh, figures uh, because for ages now I've wanted this particular... um, uh, who figure and it's the um it's the david tennant uh 10th doctor uh figure that comes it, it, the costume is it's the typical brown suit uh with the long uh coat um and the little sonic screwdriver and stuff um but there's one there's this one particular figure that's i think i don't know what wave it's from um but there's something about the design of the costume or the face or something um that was slightly different to the other waves that they released. Oh, right. And um, I can't, for the life, because I did a, a, a little bit of research before, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to try and get hold of that, and I found it on eBay. Uh, somebody was was selling it. It was a it was a tad more pricey than, um, than I wanted to pay, but I thought, sod it, mm. I'll, I'll get it. Um, so number two is my, is my tenant um, uh, action figure. Um, but what was very cool about it is... Um, 
the 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 person I bought it from on eBay also threw in um, uh, a Martha Jones figure oh, um, cool. and a K9 figure for free. Wow. And they kind of complement the set really nicely. So it goes really well because I already had um, a TARDIS, the 10th Doctor TARDIS uh, uh, scale uh, that that's comes still, in that range. That's still one of the best, actually, that one. That's the one with the sort of clear windows and... I don't because they've done a few since then, but if it's the one I'm thinking of, I still think that's the best character options TARDIS. That one is that yeah. the one with the sort of clear windows and it, it's quite detailed, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's that one. Yeah, yeah, um, it's brilliant. So yeah, so it, I mean, it's nothing amazing. It wasn't, and when I say pricey, don't get me wrong, it wasn't, you know, for what it was, um, it, it was more expensive than you would pay for a new one in the shop, but it wasn't a great deal more. Mm. Um, but for some reason, I just really wanted it. You know, when you just see a figure and you just you know not everybody gets it they think why, why the hell would you want that but i'm not sure i just really wanted it and the the person threw in a couple of extra figures and it's just awesome so that's my number two that, that's really cool yeah. that you threw these figures in as well though yeah. is it the battle canine or is it just a standard canine little miniature canine it's just a standard because that's yeah. i think that's that's slightly harder to get i might be wrong but i know that i i've got one that's sort of battle uh battle damage or something it's the one from school reunion it's supposed to be before he renews himself Oh, um, right, right. But I think the canine you've got only came with the Tom Baker regeneration figure or something. Um, I can't remember, but yeah, that's, that's a cool little thing to have. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Are you going to put a picture of that on Facebook? Because I'm actually quite intrigued to see it. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, go on. I'll stick on, on later. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number two, buddy? Um, my number two, well, it's, it's got to be uh, the silver screen 50th anniversary 11 disc TARDIS set it's quite a mouthful isn't it <sighm> it's just I mean it should, it's probably my number one actually but I know that we're both saving the same thing for number one um, and I can't not have it at number one what is it number one but this is this is a, a great set um, and it's a definite highlight from the year it's uh, in a sort of it's 11 discs and they're all in these big long sleeves uh, featuring all the music from right from the beginning right up to modern day uh, so each doctor gets his own disc and it's in like a handmade wooden TARDIS. Right. Um, and it's just brilliant. I, yeah. It's probably one of my favorite things I own, actually. I absolutely love it. So that's a definite highlight from, from this year. I'm so jealous. I'm, look, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> I've actually given it pride of place um, on the on the shelf there. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, I'm so jealous. It looks very cool. It is good. And I, yeah. I've, I've heard that they're actually exchanging for really really silly money now someone sent me a link the other day um because i put some pictures on on geeks handbag facebook and someone said have you seen that they're going for like 500 pounds plus um so i'm kind of glad i got it when i did yeah because i did look on ebay i thought oh i mm. wonder if anybody's bored with it yet <laughs> so, <laughs> so i had a look on there and yeah the cheapest i found i think was 515 really? pounds or something yeah that was the cheapest yeah oh gosh yeah crazy yeah i almost wish i'd bought two because i could have sold one and, and and made my money back for both in one go <laughs> very true but yeah yeah well maybe <laughs> if I, i'll jump in the tardis and go back and do that i think yeah go timey wimey on it yeah that's right yeah but that's very <laughs> it's a very cool thing. so um okay number one well highlight number one i um it, it's got to be peter capaldi of uh, course I, yeah just brilliant i mean i i do think the phrase born to play the part gets overused but in his case, I genuinely believe he was born to play the Doctor. I just think he's he's been phenomenal. Um, just absolutely amazing. Yeah, that was my number one as well. We share yeah. that one. Yeah. 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 And it's I it's that same um I know it's a bit of a cliche, 
you know, like, and it's been overused a lot, but he, it just seems like he was, he, he's relishing every single second that he's playing the doctor. Oh, definitely. You know, and um, you can tell, even though he's, this doctor's a slightly, he's taken a slightly darker route, which is mostly I probably down to the writing and stuff like that. But even though he's had to play this a bit darker and there has been some, some fairly dark moments in it, even those those moments, you can tell he's having a blast. Exactly, he loves it. Yeah, and I and I think I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about I've been watching a couple of the you know William Hartnell ones lately as well. I've gone gone back to a couple of those, and I was thinking you know he's really encompassed that that sort of tetchiness, but without being too much. He's you know he's there's a bit of Hartnell in there. But also, there's the sort of really charming side of the Doctor. Like one of my highlights. This is this will be number four. One of my highlights is the little Doctor dance in um, in Flatline. You know when he he thinks he's got the TARDIS off the train tracks and it falls back on, <laughs> and he just does that lovely little dad dance. I was thinking it's just a wonderful little moment. You know that shows that he's a bit of a tetchy Doctor, but he's got a really fun side to him mm-hmm. as well. And um, and I just think Capaldi. Uh, sort of gets it just right you know he pitches it just right and when he was cast I mean I I everybody sort of because he is such a good actor and he's, he's done some great work previously you know um, I, I think everyone sort of assumed he was going to be good anyway but there's no guarantee with it you know they, they could have you know it's all down to the writing and the performance you know he, you know everyone assumed he'd be good but he really has lived up to to what I hoped he'd be and he's been different from what I thought as well I didn't expect it to be quite as sort of tetchy as they've made him mm-hmm. or as he's playing it but yeah. I but I love it and um and I was thinking back when we said about how we you know watch most of the episodes as they aired with series seven I remember I was not over bothered if I missed one when it went out right. with series eight I was I really wanted to you know I, I, because of Capaldi's doctor I genuinely couldn't wait for every weekend to roll around and I I didn't feel that as much with Series 7 so he's brought that to the role he's brought that excitement back that I really want to see more of him every week well said you know so that's that's why I think he's deservedly number one absolutely number one number one he's a joy to watch oh absolutely mate brilliant yeah so that's our top three stuff stuff yeah Yeah. and it's been a good year for who I think I I think so I think it's been a um I think it's been a great year for Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and he's been he's been a major part of that. Yeah, you know, um, and Jenna as well. I mean, Jenna Jenna's mm-hmm. character development's been great. So yeah, all good stuff. Very good. 2015's looking pretty cool as well. Well, actually, yeah, that, that reminds me. I was going to say that's the other thing about Capaldi is I feel we just sort of scratched the surface with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see what you know, where we go from here. Do you know what I mean? I think there's a lot more great stuff to come from him. And and, and also, I think there's a bit of character development to come from him as well. Uh, even though he's been brilliant, I think we're just scratching the surface with him. I think he's just finding his feet yes. as a doctor. Yeah. So can't wait to see what what's, we've got in store for us next year. Yeah, I think it might be a, um, a Tom Baker kind of situation with him where, mm. where, it's, um, where he starts off great, but then it just, I'm not sure how, by some sorcery, it just seems to get even better than when you think it's when you think he's at his best. He just pulls it out of the bag and and we end up with something even better. Oh, absolutely! I think as a, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's really sort of. Um, I think now the reaction's gone down so well as well. I think he'll be so much more confident in the next series, and he's already great. So I, 
you know, fingers crossed he's going to go from strength to strength. Sure. Yeah. Good, good, good words, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's shall we? Shall we crack on with our with our review? Let's get into it because uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about this this one. Give us the title. Okay, so we're going back to the very first Doctor Who Christmas special. Can you believe that? There wasn't. There's never been a Doctor Christmas special before. So we're drifting back to December the 25th, 2005, and we're looking at Doctor Who: The Christmas Invasion. First things first. Be honest. How do I look? Um, different. Good, different, or bad, different? Just different. Am I ginger? No, you're just sort of brown. Oh, I wanted to be ginger. I've never been ginger. And you, Rose Tyler, that lot of good you were, you gave up on me. Oh, that's rude. So that's what man I am now, am I rude? Rude and not ginger. I'm sorry, who is this? I'm the doctor. He's the doctor. Well, what happened to my doctor? Or is it a title that's just passed on? I'm him. I'm literally him. Same man, new face. Well, new everything. But you can't be. Harriet Jones. We were trapped in Downing Street, and the one thing that scared you wasn't the aliens, wasn't the war. It was the thought of your mother being on her own. Oh, my God. Did you win the election? Landslide majority. If I might interrupt. Yes, sorry. Hello, big fella. Who exactly are you? Well... That's the question. I demand to know who you are. I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. How, I love that bit. How cool is that? Ah, oh, superb. You're superb. awesome. So, uh, so yeah, as you said, back in 2000, bloody hell, 2005. I know. Um, yes, it's an hour-long special. I think, the, did you say this? This was the first one that was officially labelled as a, as a Christmas special. Yeah, 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 I had I had to double check because I I thought it was, um, but then I thought, well, did anything sneak in that I've forgotten about? But no, it's it was. It was the very first time that we had a sort of proper feature length Doctor Who Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of fitting, really, because this is the first um, Christmas uh, special uh, podcast from us. Yeah, so it makes sense to do the first Doctor Who Christmas special. Definitely, yeah. yeah, and it and like you, it's it's been a while since I've watched this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have watched it, I have watched it since it aired, um, but but it's been yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. Yeah, so this was the first time that we'd seen um, David Tennant in a full full length episode because we'd only mm. see him, we only saw him for literally a matter of minutes, didn't we, from Parting of the Ways? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the regeneration scene where uh, Mr. Eccleston leaves us, and we saw. Uh, Mr. Tennant pop up in a really funny, really funny um, first line. New uh, teeth, is it? Yeah, new teeth. Uh, oh yeah, Barcelona. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, I was thinking um, actually how how they managed to keep that a secret. I mean, I know Doctor Who wasn't perhaps as big as it became later on, but it was. I, I remember watching that regeneration for the first time when it aired and thinking, because I was thinking, is he? Is he? Is he going to regenerate? Are they actually going <laughs> to do this now? Um, you know, is and. You know, I think there'd been a couple of little rumours in fandom, but there was nothing, you know, it, it was still quite a surprise when Tennant popped up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, there's no way that, you know, there was no sort of big fanfare or introduction for him uh, from what I remember. Um, so it was a brilliant, brilliant thing to see him regenerate and it to actually be a surprise. Yeah, it's not like it's, because um, nowadays it's a very big thing, isn't it? Like you have with Capaldi, yeah. I had a whole bloody live live show about it. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking when I, when I was watching this. I was thinking it's a, you know it's a, it's a very sort of different time for the program. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of almost feels like um, a sort of a, a the beginning of something very big. I think you know Doctor Who had come back and it had been successful and Chris was great, but this was um you know I think this was the sort of start of it becoming a real big show again. Yeah. So I'm going to kick off with a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about? Because when I speak to a lot of Who fans about this particular episode, or one I have done in the past, the the one thing that always gets said to me every single time is, yeah, but he spends most of this episode in bed. <laughs> he does, yeah. Did that detract from your enjoyment of this one, or did you did you think this it was, it was written pretty well like that? Well, do you know what? It, it should detract from it, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the things I felt when I was re-watching it. And I remember at the time thinking it as well. It's bizarre that the the doctor, it's it's a bizarre um, a choice I think that that Rusty Davis made to keep the doctor in bed for so long. But I think because of the way the doctor enters from that TARDIS, it's such a good moment. And I think maybe that's the whole reason for it. It's such a good build up. You know, you keep thinking, "Come on, doctor, come back." You know, and it's so great mm-hmm. when Tennant steps out of the TARDIS. And says, "Did you miss me, or whatever?" Is that what he says? Did um, you miss me? That's it. Yeah. 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 And I just think it it sort of shouldn't work, but it but it does. And I think one of the reasons is because the other characters and the actual sort of things that are going on in the story are so good mm-hmm. that it keeps keeps you entertained. You know, like you really sort of care. Well, I personally, I really like Rose and and uh, her mum. What's it, Jackie? Yeah. Uh, you know, and. Um, and all the sort of family and all the characters are in it are so good and and all there's loads of action and and lots of story uh, that I think it it doesn't detract the fact the doctor's not sort of there he's still central even though he's in bed yes what about yeah. you yeah i thought um i it hasn't really bothered me really because the the little nuggets of of screen time that he gets in the first uh, two thirds of the episode are very very cool and it kind of it's got that nice build up to his sort of grand entrance towards the end Definitely. and um yeah and those little nuggets you know when he's at the at the very beginning and he and um he, he passes out and then when they're getting attacked by the christmas tree he pops out out of bed and mm. you know and you've got that bit and then he's he passes out again and when they carry carry him into the tardis and you you, you don't i mean you know it's coming you you know he's he's yeah. he's coming towards the end but it, it creates a very nice build-up, and it, I didn't detract at all of the enjoyment for me. I, like you say, the um, Rose and Jackie are pretty good in this, and um, yep. they're not the typical because uh, Jackie has a habit of being a bit uh, a bit annoying in certain episodes. But she mm. was she was okay in this. She was you could see there was genuine concern. Um, yeah, I like the interaction between her and Rose. I think they they work quite well together. Hmm. I know what you mean. Sometimes Jackie was written a bit OTT. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's good in this, and you know, there's some lovely comic moments as well, and they are funny. They're not over the top, you know. Like <laughs> when the doctor's, um, she's saying, "What do you need?" He's like, "I need you. Do you want a little ham sandwich?" And she's going like that, and you know, it could, it, it's played really well. It could, it could be over the top, but yeah, um, yeah, I think she works well, and I love that scene with the killer Christmas tree, where the, she says, "Help me," and he just wakes up and destroys it with a sonic and then he's sort of straight back down again it's it it works like i said it's a little nugget gives you that the doctor's here oh he's gone you know and so you want him to come back again and it it does it works really well to keep the momentum building and building until he finally 
makes his grand entrance at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that scene that you referenced actually with um with him saying, I need, I need, and she's mm. going through like a list of things. They <laughs> yeah. they use that in the unicorn and the wasp when he gets poisoned. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I it's forgot al- about that. Yeah, it's almost the same kind of setup where he's he's trying to get out what he needs and um, What does he say? I need you to shut up. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Yeah. What does he say in Unicorn of the Wasp? Uh, a surprise. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've completely forgotten that. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. They almost mirror that that situation, which is very cool. But um, yeah, uh, one person I did like in this um, was Harriet Jones in this one. She was um, she was very firm. Yes, I love the character, and I, yeah. lo- I love the the actress. Is it Penelope Wilton? I'm going out on a limb here. I think it's Penelope Wilton. But yeah, the actress who plays her gives yeah. a great performance. I love the character. Um, I'm the I'm the prime minister. Yes. Yes, I know who you are. You know, that running gag um, is great. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> yeah, she was cool because she kind of comes into her own, really, um, mm. especially in, um, is it the, um, what's David Tennant's last um, uh, last two-parter where she gets killed by the Daleks at the end? Yeah, um, uh, what, the end of time? The end of time, yeah. Mm. Uh, she kind of comes into her own there, doesn't she? She really she really makes a final stand for what she believes in because she, she always... She she always has this um, has this very uh, human uh, side and very protective of um, of the planet. Once she finds out about you know aliens are real and there's a there's a potential threat on the Earth all the time, and she kind of becomes this mother figure. And although yeah. she, although she makes some some pretty bad decisions um, at a couple of points throughout her time on the show, she uh, from this point on she really does take everything you know in, in control. You have to give. Uh, you have to give Russell T. Davis some props for that because the the characters, although although she ends up killing the uh, the, the Sycorax ship towards the end, she does it in in a, in a particular style where she's got no regrets. You know, she just she does it because she thinks it's the right thing. Yeah, exactly. I was go- yeah, you're right. She, she you know she's she's got to make that decision, and it's a tough decision to make. But she, I think, because the doctor says you know they're all out there, and she thinks well we've got to sort of make a a stand. We've got to show that we're not gonna be walked over sort of thing so she makes that decision yeah and and it's something obviously that then creates a ripple between her and the doctor throughout the sort of rest of the series and stuff because she does pop up a couple of times i think doesn't she mm, yeah uh, but uh yeah I, I really like the character and i like the fact that there's that that sort of respect between her and the doctor but also this sort of difference of um different way of dealing with things you know he you know he sort of doesn't forget what she's done but she does it because she thinks it's the right thing for the human race so yeah it's a nice little um nice bit of characteristic writing there from rtd i think indeed yeah and um what did you think to when david tennant finally does um get stuck into the episode properly when he uh, comes out of the TARDIS in his dressing gown still <laughs> and his pyjamas. What did you think to him as the Doctor when we finally see him in full swing? Yeah, I love it. I mean, he, he's he's straight into it, isn't he? Mm-hmm. It's like he's, um, you can feel the adrenaline running through through him as an actor. He's just loving it, I think. And yeah. you, you can, you know, it comes through in the performance and the thing mm-hmm. about the big uh, threatening button and all that, it's, you know, a nice bit of humour. I love the sword fight. Uh, I think it's great, you know. The sword fight. I was quite surprised at that because mm. you, you you very rarely see the Doctor engage in any kind of um, uh, fight or battle with with that you know physical props kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was quite surprised to see that um, in a in a modern day Doctor Who, um, you know, a classic sword fight. But I think it worked quite well. 
I think it was quite cool. Yeah, I do because I mean, you know, he he basically just wins the, the contest. He's you know, he's no intention of killing the Sycorax, and until the Sycorax then sort of goes behind <laughs> his back to kill him, and he throws the Satsuma, and I think that's a lovely little uh, bit of writing as well. The Satsuma, you know, they put the the joke in with the apple right at the start, and then he pulls it out the end to actually sort of defeat the enemy. Yeah, um, is a brilliant little twist of writing, I thought. Yeah, um, very cool. You know, and I love it. Love the line as well. I'm that kind. No second chances. You yeah, know, that's you very cool. You can see Tennant thinking, you know, I, I am the Doctor and this is, you know, this is who I am now. You mm. know, in terms of the character, no second chances. Yeah, I really, really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think that that last 15, 20 minutes where he's absolutely going for it, you know, it's his, mm. first, it's his first proper block of screen time. Yeah. And uh, he really needs to make his mark and put his stamp on the role and bloody hell, he... Just absolutely went for it, and that didn't stop his whole time on the show. Um, he, he had that same level of energy and that level of um, uh, just that whole the way he he played that character. He continued that throughout his entire run. There was no yes, there was you know not so good episodes for his for his era, and the writing wasn't great all the time for him. But regardless of the script that he had, and regardless of the story, he always played the Doctor in that same that same level of enthusiasm and and just awesomeness. Yeah, I think I think he he actually got better. Um, I think perhaps some of his stories didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. you said, I think there was a couple of stories that weren't so good as as time went on, and you know it did get a bit dour. Uh, in yeah. his era but I think as the Doctor I think he became more comfortable in the role and um, he was always good I think he always gives a sort of solid performance Yeah. Um, but I think he you know I'm thinking sort of you know as him in the waters of Mars he's really assured in his performance he mm. gives a you know he really is the Doctor for me yes. in, in that episode whereas perhaps in some of the episodes before that he's a bit still finding his feet a bit obviously um, which is why I want to watch the next episode uh, the the um, new earth because i remember thinking in that he's a bit sort of light and you know uh, still finding his way a bit um but he always gives a good performance i i sometimes wish they'd let him use his real accent because <laughs> i sometimes find the mockney sort of a little bit grating not you know not very much just sometimes it grates on me a little bit i, I perhaps would have preferred him to have just used his normal accent a bit i think but um but yeah, yeah. He, he does make his mark straight away i feel in this in this episode yeah, it, technically speaking, uh, he speaks with an estuary English accent. Oh, right. Where, where are you getting that from? <laughs> Not wiki. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, it must, be, it must be right then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's an accent um, widely spoken in southeast England, especially along the River Thames, and it's estuary. Fair enough. I mean, it works. There's nothing wrong with it. It yeah. totally works. And probably if you didn't know he was Scottish, you wouldn't. It probably wouldn't even play on my mind, if you know what I mean. Aye, aye. Yeah. Do you remember the um, uh, Tooth and Claw? Yes. He did some Scottish uh, uh, accent when they bump into uh, Queen Victoria. That's right. Very briefly, we got to see his native... We got to, Sorry, we got to hear his native tongue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's quite a nice little idea, actually, having them go to Scotland so he could could use it. I, yeah. I remember thinking that was cool. Adam. Yes. What did you think to the Sycorax? I, I think they're brilliant, actually. I, I, I would actually like to see more of these guys. I think they looked good um, with and without the mask. I think both looked really good. Um, a great villain. They, they 
they are just downright evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was saying earlier, actually, there was lots of story in this. Um, there isn't actually much storyline. It's very sort of straightforward. They just want to invade the Earth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually quite a very simple story. Um, you know, it's just an invasion of Earth. But, but they're believable and they're really evil. Do you know what I mean? They're, yeah. They're just, yeah, you know, I mean, they, they, they don't hesitate to kill, um, you know, when they bring them aboard the ship. They just, they, you know, whip them to death. Um, you know, there's no sort of mercy in them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they look really good. I think visually they looked great. Yeah, they've, it's the, the physical makeup um, mm. was very, very cool. Um, and I like, the, I like the reasoning behind the whole invasion of Earth thing as well, where he's explaining to Harriet Jones that um, the, 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 the universe is starting to take notice of the Earth now. Um, yeah. I quite like that, that story set up where um, he's essentially saying that because we're sending out so many probes and doing this and that, other worlds are starting to take notice, which kind of explains a lot because you do have these random episodes where you think for no reason at all this, this alien race has turned up to invade Earth. Um, but it turns out that you know there's a there's a possible reason for that, and that is that we're um we're reaching out into space, I guess, and and telling people we're here. Yeah, I like that as well because it's you know it brings a bit of reality to it because mm-hmm. you know we are we do don't we we do send out these things in real life. So I like that as well. It just brings a bit of realism yeah. to it. You know, that it gives a re- like you said, it gives a reason why why they're there and and stuff. And you know, how what did you think of the actual? overall look of the episode you know did did you think the sort of effects and the the cgi and stuff stood up considering this is 2005 it's the first special do you think it still looked good um do you know what i think it looked pretty good mm. i was i was when i watched it, i thought you know what this actually looks pretty good in fact some of it looked better than some of the capaldi episodes <laughs> i actually thought the same thing which yeah. is kind of why i asked you um I mean, I'm thinking of the very beginning scene as well with the TARDIS crashing into the bins, you know, and the Doctor coming out. What a great entrance. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And I think it still looked good, mm-hmm. you know. The only, one, the only one effect that I didn't think looked very good at all, um, and it, it didn't detract from my enjoyment, I'm not going to put a down on it too much, but is when the Doctor's hand regenerates after getting cut off. Yeah, yeah, I would agree a little yeah. bit, you know. But it's 2005 after all. It didn't look terrible, yeah. uh, but I know what you mean. Like I think that, that whole fight scene actually sort of yeah, yeah it did. Um, the whole fight scene is um, it looks good when they're sort of showing the high shots because it's just the sky. Uh, but I think there are bits of it where they sort of show the outside spaceship where it looks a little bit thing. But it's still you're right. It still doesn't look any worse than what we've sort of seen mm-hmm. in series eight. It still stands up pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like I like the. The Sinister Santas, I think they worked brilliantly. Yes, they were. And cool. I, I like the killer Christmas tree. It gets a bit of stick. <laughs> I like it. I think it's great. I, I love the fact that the, the music is the actual Christmas music because it's sort of done in a really twisted, yeah. horrible yeah. way. I think it works really well. I, I like the killer Christmas tree. No, I thought they, I thought they were, um, the killer Santas and the Christmas tree. Um, I thought they were nice little touches because they weren't yeah. in your face. They didn't take over too much, but they um, they they did have a, a a cool place within the episode. I thought they were cool. Yeah, I do. I was just thinking as well. Actually, you were saying about you know the Doctor being in bed for a lot of it, and you know obviously like Rose and and um, Jackie and Mickey carry a bit of the episode. I was thinking I don't know that that would work for me if they did it with this series. If Clark, you know, I think it's because of the writing and the characters that. 
that it works. I don't think it would work for me personally if it was done now with Clara. Right. If it was Peter Capaldi, if they'd have done that story of Peter Capaldi, for example, him in bed for half the episode and, and Clara running out. I mean, they sort of did it with Flatline with him being trapped, but it wouldn't work as well for me if they right. did it now. Right. And I think that's because I, I like... Although Rose became a bit annoying, uh, you know, later on in the series, I think in this she's pretty good. You know, Rose, and, I, yeah, and I like her yeah. family. Yeah, I thought she was cool. She's got this uh, kind of strength about her already. Uh, as a, although she's been with us for a series already, um, yeah. you know, she's got this inner strength, which is quite cool. And um, like you said earlier, it did get a little bit kind of dreary toward the end of her run with with the Doctor. Um, she becomes a bit bratty. That's the problem. Uh, you know, yeah. she's sort of she's quite sort of feisty and and stuff at the start. And she works well with Chris, I think, Chris Eccleston. Uh, I do feel sorry for Mickey. He doesn't often put up with a lot, a lot of crap. Indeed, he? yeah. You know, yeah. He's quite understanding, um, <laughs> especially I was thinking in this episode as well. He was really sort of accepting about her sort of. Um, well, could you call it love for the Doctor? I suppose you would really. Wouldn't I guess you? so. Quite, yeah. yeah, he sort of. I think he even says, doesn't he? You love him, don't you? And all this. He's you know, poor old Mickey. Yeah, he he, um, he comes up good in the end though with he Martha. Does. Yep, much yeah, better that's fit. True. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but he did put up with a lot though from Rose. Yeah, I like Rose's dad as well. I know he's not in this episode, but I again I think this is RTD comes in for a bit of stick, um, but mm -hmm. I think he was good at you know writing some likable characters. Maybe it's down to the acting. Yeah. I like I like Pete Tyler. I think he was good. Actually, that reminds me that that's one of the things that I think's good about this episode as well is the performances in it are good. Mm -hmm. Like even the extras are good. Like I have to say, in some of the Christmas specials, like the, and even in in the series itself, some of the extras and the acting can sometimes be really cringy. The performances in this are all really good. Like even, there's even like a policeman that's in it for like ten seconds or whatever when they're all on the roof. You know when they're all taken over and everyone's going to the rooftops yep yep and you know everyone in it's really giving a good performance they're really trying to to be good in it um all the unit people like that are only in it for like very small scenes that they're not sort of doing this gawpy over the top acting which sometimes we get um and that's one of the things i i felt about this episode i didn't there was nobody in it that i thought was cringeworthy mm -hmm. even the mr claypole guy <laughs> you know the guy with the beard oh yeah. Claypole. yeah even him you know he's giving he's really good he's going for it he's good he's trying to give a sort of good performance he's not sort of doing an over the top trying to sort of steal the show performance he's just good yeah. i thought everyone in it was good actually i There's agree no, yep yeah very cool yeah which is why i think it works really well this 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 christmas special yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't think I would. I thought, you know, the, the Christmas specials haven't been... Although I enjoy them at Christmas, um, I, I very seldom watch them outside of that. And I thought, you know, I haven't watched this one in a while and they haven't had a great track record, but I, I loved it. I absolutely love watching this one. And um, uh, we had a few people on Facebook, didn't we, that um, gave their yes. views on this. Yes, it was quite mixed, actually, wasn't it, for this one? Mm-hmm. Um, so Harry Westergaard. Hi, Harry. Hello, Harry. Hi, Harry. Um, I think it's one of the better Christmas specials tied with Runaway Bride. I like the Sycorax, but I thought they were better with their masks on. Mm. I, I liked them with or without, actually. I thought they looked pretty scary, mm. but both, but yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, I, I love this one from Ryan Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't like this episode at all. <laughs> I'm surprised. I am surprised, Ryan. Um, 
so yeah, saying he doesn't like it at all. Nothing in it he liked, which I think there's a lot to like in it, but mm. hey, not for everybody. Exactly, yeah. Uh, this is my cousin, actually, the next one, Matthew Blanks. Hello, Matt. Hi, Matt. Um, uh, we've watched a couple of Christmas specials together over the years, actually, because we always have big family parties. We didn't watch this one together, though. Um, but he says uh, Killer Christmas Trees was a bit silly, uh, but the Sycorax were good baddies. Yes, I think they were good baddies, but I do like the Killer Christmas Tree. <laughs> and uh, Nick Riches, um, he says, uh, well, he says quite a lot, actually, but basically, um, let me have a look. What does he say? Um my only complaint should have kept the dressing gown as, as his costume. Uh, very, very Arthur Dent. Yeah. But uh, New Doctor, only one series into the reboot. What if it was rubbish, he says. What if it was no good? Turns out it was the first outing of one of the greatest Doctors ever, despite spending a lot of time in bed. He was great. So Nick Richards liked that one. And he's right. You know, it's a, it's a new beginning. It could have gone either way. So, yeah. Absolutely. So um, thank you guys for, for getting in touch. That's very cool. And okay, rating time. Um, oh, what go on in? Out of out of five. Out of five. No, sorry, uh, ten, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say you're going low. Sorry, um, dude. Yeah, out of ten. I, I'm, I'm, do you know what enjoyment factor um, included? I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. I loved it. <sighs> we we. It's another snap moment. Is it? Yeah, nine out of ten for me. Easy. And I, I'm going to just throw this in here because I can't review this episode and not mention it <laughs> one of the things that brings this up to a nine for me um is the ending where the doctor picks his costume out of the tardis wardrobe and we get song for 10 oh, it is yeah. such a feel-good factor at the mm -hmm. end of this episode it's just brilliant it's possibly one of my favorite moments of doc two because i just love it we see the tardis wardrobe mm -hmm. It's a lovely, I know it's CGI, and but it looks great to me. The spiral staircase with all the Doctor's old costumes and, and just the song for 10 in the background. It's just so feel good. Yes. And I love it. And I, I really, I agree with you. The, the end of it is very, I love that moment as well. When we first see that, the, the brown suit and the converse and the coat, it just looks amazing. And it's, um, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I didn't know whether to say this on 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 the recording or not, but mm. I did choke up a little bit. Yeah, man. I, I just a little say. bit, just a tiny little bit. When he was looking at all the costumes and stuff, and then he he looks in the mirror and he's got that very satisfied look, like yeah, now now I'm the Doctor. And, no, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah, it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant little scene, and it just brings it all nicely round. And then, and you know, we know that we're off to new adventures at the end of this one. They're looking mm -hmm. up to the sky. It's a new beginning for the Doctor, you know, and tenants ready, raring to go. You yeah. can just feel it in the whole cast. And I think you said on Twitter or on Facebook, you know, it looks like they had a blast making this. You can see they're they're raring to get into the new series. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And um, and the, the the very ending as well. I love when they're. Um, you got to feel sorry for Mickey, like you said earlier, because he mm. knows that Rose is about to disappear again. Um, but then, you know, the Doctor and Rose have that little moment where, where should we go? You know, it's very lighthearted and very feel good. And, and then they're off. And like you say, it's um, look, looking forward to new adventures and stuff. So, which is, that's the reason why I kept watching series, that series too. Yeah. Because after that, I thought I, I have to keep watching. It, this has pulled me in, you know, just as it did the first time I watched it. And uh, wow. Yeah. Loved it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, t- I totally agree with you. I've just got to quickly say as well, when I, I remember when I first watched this, I did watch it on Christmas Day. I was at my nan and gramps we were having a big family party and I thought, oh, I'm not going to get to see it because it's, you know, all the family and everything's kicking off for Christmas Day. <laughs> and I got a phone call from a friend and she said, do you want to come over? And I remember saying, if I come over, can I watch Doctor Who? She's like, yeah, OK, I, we don't watch it, but you can watch it. I went round to her house yeah. and I was sat there with her and her mum and dad who never, you know, never watched Doctor Who. And we all sat there and we all watched it. And I'll tell you how much we enjoyed it. I remember her dad getting a phone call in the middle of it. And he said, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'll call you back for watching Doctor Who. And it was a phone call from somebody from America. And I've never forgotten <laughs> that, that he was, you know, this program that he'd never really sort of too bothered about. We all sat there, we all enjoyed it. And it just, I just remember that thinking, wow, you know, he's just, he just asked someone from America, can't talk now, I'm watching Doctor Who. So Aww. that's, you know, every time I watch this episode, I think back to that, you know. Well, that's how good it is. I think it was just a real, real good Christmas special. Oh, everything, I'd, everything I'd want from a Christmas special. Yeah. Just feel good, you know. What a great memory as well. It is, how yeah, cool yeah, is yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was watching it, it just took me straight back to that day. Yeah. Oh, you know? awesome. Which is, which is awesome, yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, then we're gonna we're gonna wrap for this episode. Yeah, yeah, really enjoyed that one. So that is gonna wrap for episode twenty-two. Indeed, uh, it's been a really good one. This talking, uh, talking through the Christmas invasion and some other bits and pieces. Uh, it's left me feeling really good and on a really good high. Me it's, too, mate. It's yeah, been awesome. Definitely. Yeah. And um, this is going to be our last uh, podcast uh, before Christmas. Yes. Um, so, uh, what from from me? Whatever you guys are doing for Christmas, um, I hope you have a fantastic time. Uh, and you really enjoy it, and I hope you get some lots of cool uh, Doctor Who goodies in your in your Santa sack. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you get, because uh, I'm sure there's lots of Christmas goodies on your Christmas list. So let us know what Santa brings you. Indeed. Um, so head over to uh, BigBlueBoxPodcast.co.uk. You can check out all of the uh, previous episodes, and you can find links to Twitter and Facebook. Jump onto those, give us a follow and a like, and we'll uh, we'll have a chat with you guys on the interwebs. That's it. And I'd just like to say to all our listeners, uh, a very Merry Christmas and here's to a fantastic New Year. Oh, absolutely, mate. Um, so, yeah, so we mentioned earlier on the podcast that Adam and I have got some some cool plans for the podcast next mm. year. So uh, we'll be revealing some of that stuff um, as we start 2015. Yes. And we'll be back um, with a review of last Christmas as well indeed yes that'll be our next one so let's hope we're as positive about that one as we have been about this one yeah so uh it's a very merry christmas from me and it's a very merry christmas from me we'll see you next time and remember allons so where are we gonna go first um That way. No, hold on. That way.